Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The world is, quote, losing its cool, end quote, with the loss of snowpacks and glaciers posing threats to water security. And that's the case made at COP25 in Madrid, the UN Climate Change Conference, by University of Saskatchewan scientists focusing attention on the world's changing mountain snowpacks, glaciers, and vegetation. And uh, joining us on the show is Dr. John Pomeroy, Canada Research Chair in Climate Change and Water Resources at the University of Saskatchewan. He joins us from Madrid. Dr. Pomeroy, thank you for the time. Uh, good talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me. So let me first get at the what's been leading the news, uh, and that is that there's general unhappiness uh, at COP25 over what has been described as a lack of action by major governments. Uh, would you echo that concern? Yes. Uh, you know, there was a lot of science being presented at the meeting, which showed very clearly uh, that we're in quite a lot of trouble uh, with floods and droughts and uh, rising sea levels and greater storms. And, um, and that urgency didn't seem to be reflected in the negotiations that are going on there. And uh, some countries uh, just weren't uh, very interested in getting much done at all. Uh, why would that be? Before I ask you about uh, the presentation that you made, and I believe the Canadian Environment Minister was with you as well, uh, why would that be? Uh, one of the things that I'm seeing is scattershot alarm bells being rung, and there's also, and I hear this and see it in emails, there's a visceral mistrust of the United Nations. Do you think there's some of that plays into what hasn't happened? Well, I mean, the the elephant in the room at COP25 was, you know, was, uh, is withdrawn from the whole process and the support. And, Dr. Pomeroy, wherever you are, can you move, Dr. Pomeroy, wherever you are, can you move about 10 feet? Because we are having a really miserable time with your signal. If you could maybe move, move 10 feet and who knows, it might improve. Okay, let's try this. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. The, um, the elephant in the room at COP25 was the United States, which is trying to withdraw from the agreement, has asked to withdraw. And uh, certainly, while they were there, they were not there to make any progress on that. And there were other countries lined up with them on that. Okay. So what exactly, uh, what, what's, what's the conclusion? What's, how does this conference end with what? Well, it, it, it looked like it ended with a very watered-down um, aspirational resolution that countries should try to do more in the future. And, um, and then they failed to make any progress on carbon trading. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, so that, that's uh, not a very successful conference uh, meeting. These have been going on for 25 years, and uh, the science has become more and more clear. The evidence is right before our eyes. And then to see a meeting at the 25th anniversary of this whole process fail to make any progress is uh, deeply disturbing for me as a scientist and as a human being. So what was the case that you made to COP25 on, on behalf of the research done at the University of Saskatchewan about freshwater supply for the world? What's the case? Well, uh, we brought evidence from Canada and also from mountains around the world where deglaciation is occurring at an incredibly fast rate. And uh, most of the sea level rise due to melting ice is, in fact, from mountain glaciers. Uh, in Canada, it's from the Canadian Rockies uh, and the north. 
uh, and the uh, other places, the Alps, the Himalayas. Uh, you know, we have areas in Canada where uh, Kalani Lake in Yukon has dropped dramatically because of the retreat of glaciers uh, in that area where we have, uh, um, and then uh, tremendous uh, uh, floods have developed out of the Canadian Rockies. And uh, in other areas are seeing tremendous drops in stream flow. So different things going on, but they're all connected uh, with the change, the loss of snow and ice, which has been our bank account for water supply. And uh, we're going to have tremendous difficulties getting used to the lack of that in Canada in the near future. So would you define for us what near future means? And, and when you say there'll the, be the lack of that, that being fresh water supplies, what are we talking about? Well, the, the fresh water will be there. It will be more rainfall-driven and uh, and less snowmelt-driven, and that's especially important in northern Canada and in the mountains of western Canada, uh, where glaciers and snowpacks will often continue. The snowpack keeps melting until July, and the glaciers melt all summer, and that sustains stream flow in drought years. And um, within a few decades, we'll lose many of our glaciers, and so that late summer water supply that you might see in Banff National Park or Jasper. Uh, won't be there. And um, as we go further afield, then the uh, spring snowpacks will be much earlier in their melt in March and April instead of May and June. And again, that will present great problems for hydroelectricity generation in British Columbia or farming on the prairies where irrigation is essential for uh, some of the crops. So the question always then becomes, how sure are we of this? How sure are you of this? This is based on computer modeling, correct? Yes, uh, computer modeling, but the, uh, the models have been tested extensively and they've improved dramatically over the last few decades. We're getting models now that can predict future storms and the severity of these storms, uh, something that wasn't possible five or ten years ago. And uh, you know, it's the storms themselves that are particularly scary because in many cases they're becoming more energetic in models. Uh, but we're also seeing when we look at the recent record, uh, the extreme event in Canada, either floods or droughts or fires associated with them, have cost all $30 billion since the turn of the century. And it's a, a much faster rate of natural disaster than we've had before. I wish I could continue the conversation with you, but uh, the, the phone quality is just really not, uh, not terrific. And uh, we're hearing most of what you're saying, but not all of it. But I do appreciate you coming on the show and, and talking about uh, what, you've, what your research shows. Where do we find it online? Ah, the, um, at the uh, globalwaterfutures.ca. It's the largest freshwater research program in the world, and it's led in Canada, and it's a consortium of universities from across Canada, including Saskatchewan, McMaster, Waterloo, Laurier, and many others. So globalwaterfutures.ca. Dr. Pomeroy, thanks for the time from Madrid. Okay, thank you, and sorry about the connection. Well, it's it's just the uh, it's just all the technology that we're that we're enjoying so much. Thank you, Dr. John Pomeroy from the University of Saskatchewan. So what's most notable coming out of the COP25 conference is that there's not much in the way of movement by. Uh, by major nations, and uh, I, frankly, I'm not surprised. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever 
you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.